Good morning. And welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It is a joy to see you gathered here on this Christ the King Sunday. And also know that there are some of you worshiping with us online. If you would take a moment and register your attendance in the pew pad and place that paper in the offering plate later in the service, we would appreciate that. Or if you are worshiping with us online, if you would leave a comment, we would appreciate that as well. Be sure today to grab one of your weekly calendar sheets to find out all things that are happening here at First United Methodist Church. If you scan the QR code, you'll find the weekly newsletter, which will tell you about all the activities of Advent, which starts next Sunday. And next Sunday, here at the celebration service, we're going to be doing Hanging of the Green, which will be a time to learn about all the decorations in our space of worship. And then following this service is brunch with Santa for the children. A great tradition you won't want to miss. If you have little ones, please bring them for worship uh, and brunch with Santa next Sunday. And then that evening will be a gathering for uh, the Methodist women at Allison Casey's house. If you'd like more information about that, 5 o'clock on December 3rd, you can see Allison after worship, or Catherine after worship. Now let's prepare ourselves for worship with a moment of prayer. Heavenly Father, on this Christ the King Sunday, we bow before you confessing, that we have not loved you with our whole heart and we have not been an obedient church. God, we ask for your forgiveness and your grace and we ask that you would free us for joy-filled living so that we might experience renewal and grace in this time of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Cause they know 
Father, on this Christ the King Sunday, we acknowledge that you are Lord. And as Lord of our lives, we hand all that we have to you, knowing that we are forever in your hands. We ask, dear God, that you continue to call us and bless us and strengthen us in faithfulness. Not only us, but those that we have on our heart today who are mourning and sick and, and weary. Be with them, God. And be with our world as we move through the Advent season ahead. Continue to bring your reign and your peace and your glory among us. Bless us, bless this church, bless this offering that we are about to receive. May it truly bring you glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Children, you're dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Catherine.
Thank you, praise band. So, happy holidays. Now, for some of you, that may have irritated you. For some of you, that may have been a happy greeting. Who would have thought that a greeting could have caused so much dissension in society? Well, today is not a day to debate the greeting happy holidays. That's not what I'm, I'm here for. Rather, it's to help you prepare for the holidays, which are ahead. And some of you have already started to prepare for Christmas, and if not, just a heads up, it's only four weeks away, so not too much time. Today is to help you think about the essentials as we move through the season ahead. So, some of you are aware that the greeting Happy Holidays actually comes from the church. It has its origin in the word Happy Holy Days. And that is because in the early church, all the days of, or long ago, all the days of celebration and feast were related to church life because everything in the Middle Ages centered around the church. So therefore, holidays were holy days. For example, Easter, holy day. Christmas, holy day. All Hallows Eve, which has been shaped into Halloween in our society, it was a holy day. St. Valentine's Day, holy day. So you get the picture. All of these were holy days in the church and thus became known as holidays in our culture. So as we prepare for holidays ahead and make them special, how do we keep that sense of, of the holy in them? Well, to help us on this journey, we're going to look at Zechariah and his story and the encounter that he had in the Holy of Holies with a messenger from God. If you have your Bible, I invite you to turn to the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, verses 5 through 20. Luke 1, 5 through 20. Hear the good news. In those days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. And his wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once he was serving as a priest before God, and his section was on duty. He was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and offer incense. Now at this time of incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. 
Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready the people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How will I know that this is so? For I am an old man and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak until the day that these things occur. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and this beautiful story of Scripture. And we pray, God, as we ponder Zechariah and Elizabeth's story, that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Zechariah had been waiting so long for this day. You see, his section was chosen. It was their turn to offer incense to the Lord in the sanctuary. And not only that, but Zechariah was chosen by Lot to be the one to go into that holy place and make the offering. My commentary said that each section only served twice a year. So for Zechariah to be selected out of his group to make this offering and to go in was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It was a great honor and something that he had been preparing for for years. And now was his turn. But you must realize that Zechariah must have been a little nervous to go and perform this once-in-a-lifetime duty. Not only was he ministering to the holy and having such a great honor before God, but this could be dangerous work. If you read in the book of Exodus 28, uh, verses 33 through 35, you will read that when priests went into the holy part of the temple, that they had to have bells on their clothes. And this was because of this reason. It says, it sh The sound shall be heard as he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out, so that he may not die. So, they would put bells on their garments so the people on the outside who were praying would be able to hear them as they moved around the holy of holies. And if the bells quit ringing, something may be up, and the priest may have made a misstep and died. And not only that, tradition tells us that the priests used to tie ropes to their leg. And that way, if they died when they were in the Holy of Holies, the other priests who were on the outside praying could drag the body out without going inside and desecrating the holy space. So Zechariah did not know what he would find. 
he had to be a little bit intimidated and just a little frightened. So he's prepared. He goes into this holy place to offer incense. And what does he find? Right there on the right side of the altar of incense is an angel. Now, remember, the angels of the Bible are not sweet cherubs. No. They are all male, and I have to believe they were quite frightening because every time an angel encounters someone in Scripture, what do they say? Do not fear. So they have to cause a fearful reaction, and that's what he says to Zechariah. Scripture said Zechariah was terrified, and the angel tells him to not be afraid. And the angel has good news for him, even though that this was a, must have been a frightening figure. I like to think of the angels as warrior messengers. So this warrior messenger has good news for Zechariah. In your advanced age, you and your wife, who you thought to be barren, are going to have a baby. And not only are you going to have this miracle baby that you've been waiting for, but he is going to be great like Elijah, and he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, John must have been in wonder and awe. An angel has met him and told him this good news. And this is going to be no ordinary baby. He's going to be a PK, a priest kid who makes his parents proud. He's going to be righteous and holy and doing the work of the Lord. But Zechariah can't believe it. I mean, how can this be? So he questions, and because of his questioning, he's left mute. So Zechariah has received this word, but he can't shout it out. He can't go out and, and tell the masses because he's mute. Can you imagine having such good news and not be able to shout it to the world and let everyone know what you have heard He's encountered the holy, and he can't tell others about God's great gift and this holy encounter in the temple. Now, at this point, you may be wondering, what in the world does an elderly priest, a miracle baby, have to do with our preparing for holy seasons and getting ready for the weeks ahead and the greeting that I offered in the beginning. Well, they have a lot to do with each other. This mute priest, this miracle baby, and your holiday preparations are deeply connected because in all these stories, we have a word how we are prepared, how we are to prepare for holidays for holy days, how we are ready to ready ourselves for those special encounters. Because if we remember that holidays are holy days, then we remember, as we sang in that first song today, that we are in the presence of the Lord. God's presence is there in moments of worship, in simple celebrations, in family gatherings, in the decorations, even in the hustle and bustle of our days. God shows up through the power of his Holy Spirit 
and in his messengers just as he did long ago. Not only are holidays an important time to remember God's tradition and God's story, but they're a powerful time for us to encounter Jesus anew. We remember and read in the Gospels that another name for Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Our God is not some far, lofty, removed deity, but God is with us. God became one of us. Uh, as the Gospel of John says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus came to be with us. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, that presence is with us today, in all days, and especially in the coming holidays which are ahead. And I believe that God is still active in a part of our lives, just like he was with Zechariah. Now, the miracles of God may not be in holy announcement of miracle babies. I'm sure many of us would be struck speechless if an angel came to us and told us that a baby was coming our way. So that may not happen. But I believe God's miracles still show up in acts of kindness, in worship, in forgiveness, in grace, in moments of reconciliation, in healing, in hope in light in those dark times when we cannot see light. It's in the word from a friend, a prayer, a text, a hug, all the ways we experience Christ's love in those deep and dark times, all the way that Christ continues to come to us as we go through life, as we struggle, as we hurt, as we look for light in our world. So Advent begins next Sunday, and when you walk in this church, it will be fully decorated. I've never been at First United Methodist Church during the Advent season, but I'm really excited because I know this sanctuary is such a beautiful, holy place every Sunday. I mean, just look at the ornate woodwork and these beautiful stained glass windows. Every time I come in here, I feel the presence of God. But unfortunately, coming in here Sunday after Sunday, I take it for granted. Sometimes I don't stop in the hustle and bustle and notice these beautiful works of art which draw us to Jesus. But next week when you come in, there's going to be something special here. And in the Christmas tree, and the angel tree, and the greenery, which we'll celebrate with the hanging of the green, we'll remember God's presence with us. And these beautiful decorations will draw us to Christ and remind us of his presence with us. Remind us that the holy is among us, and we are in a holy space. But you know what? Those holy spaces are not limited to what happens here at 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or 5.30 on Thursdays. God's holy spaces and holy work is with us as we are in the world. It happens, last week I experienced it with the youth as we went and ate lunch together and, 
and worked together at, at the venue. I experienced as the staff came together, as I received wonderful texts for my birthday and for Thanksgiving, and as I felt the love of family coming together. I experienced Christ's love and Christ's presence in those moments. And, and you can too, through your brothers and sisters in Christ. We are the body of Christ. And as Matthew 18 says, when we gather, when two or three gather in his name in agreement, Christ is there and he's among us. He's also with us in, in, as we serve. Remember that scripture of when you do unto the least of these, you do to me. As we read scripture, as we celebrate the traditions, as we gather with family, as we look to God during this season in community gatherings, in our personal devotion time, God shows up. God shows up with the, the little children, uh, remembering what the prophet Isaiah said, a little child shall lead them. He's present in creation, in his scripture, and worship. We seek God, and God shows up. And the holy comes to make our holidays extra special, especially as we need and seek the Lord. For goodness sakes, God shows up in the most unexpected places, even in traffic on Rainbow Drive or in Walmart. In the hustle and bustle, God is there. If we have a heart to find him, a mind to seek him, and we are looking for him with great expectation, just as Zechariah prepared himself to enter that holy space to offer incense to the Lord. Where do you see God and God's messengers today? Through the coming weeks, you may be tempted to think, that your preparations are about gifts, about decorations, about a full meal with all the courses, about everyone in your family showing up agreeable and on time, about having that perfect Instagram-worthy picture. But that's not what true preparations are about. True preparations for the holidays ahead are remembering that these are sacred times, holy days, when God wants to meet you, our preparation of the heart and soul is what makes these days special. So if you're one of those people who started decorating for Christmas the day after Halloween, I don't judge you. Enjoy your preparations. Have fun. Or if you're one of those people who likes to keep it simple and you're going to be having lean cuisine and, and binging on Netflix movies, that's your thing. Have fun. Celebrate. But in all this, remember that true preparation for the holidays begins by keeping them holy days and preparing our souls to meet God. Remembering that God shows up and God is still active and God still sends his messengers in our lives to deliver good news. God is what makes this season so special. So happy holy days, First United Methodist Church. May the presence of Christ be with us as we move through this Advent season with the Lord. Amen. Let us pray.
Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you are in our lives. We are thankful for your messengers who meet us as we go through the sacred and through the ordinary. And we are thankful for holiday seasons and your activity with us. I just pray your blessings upon this church as we move through the season ahead. May we meet you in a new and renewed way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
have a prayer need in your life or feel called to unite with First United Methodist Church, I'll be available after the service to pray with you and talk with you. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen.